can travel anywhere in time and space. And it's mine. Please. Look at this. Go on, say. Most people do. on the outside. Hey, what's up, and welcome back to Smaller on the Outside. My name is Dave, and I'll be the Time Lord with you this evening, and with me as always is... Andy. Who is the companion? Yes! Uh, if you've never tuned into Smaller on the Outside before, we are a television podcast uh, that mostly talks about Doctor Who. Uh, right now, we're kind of doing a rewatch, and we're in the middle of Season 6. Season 6. This one's a season six episode, um, starting with yes. uh, a Christmas Carol, which was the Christmas special before season six ultimately started, and we are still with Matt Smith, yes. um, and we are for another season or so. <laughs> uh, another season and a couple episodes, yes. Yeah, something like that. Um, now, a Christmas Carol was. Uh, in uh, 2010, 2010, but most of the season was 2011, right? Correct. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Um, now, it mostly follows the Christmas Carol kind of spirit, just in kind of a little bit of a twist um, of its own creation. Time travel twist. So yeah, I guess Christmas Carol always had time travel in it. Yeah. But this 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 kind of twists that around and sort of like the present day sees the past day happening through, a, like, an old clip instead of just remembering it mm -hmm. or just, just actually visiting it or whatever. This one has uh, the Time Lord, Mr. Doctor. He's visiting... Uh, Mr. Doctor? Mr. Doctor. That's what I call him. His name? Mr. Mr. Yep, Mr. Doctor. Um, and he's, he's going to visit... Um, what's his name? He's visiting Kazran, right? Isn't it? Kaz, Kazran, Kaz, Kazran, Kazran Sardik. Uh, otherwise better known as Dumbledore. Uh, this is the guy that played. Yeah, that's the guy that played most of the Dumbledore um, movies uh, in Harry Potter. Uh, there was a there was a different uh, Dumbledore in the first two Harry Potter movies. He died, and then this guy's the person who took over. I see. Um, and I knew it right away. I don't think I knew it right away when I first saw this episode, but he narrates the episode from uh, in the be very beginning, the first voice you hear. And I'm right. like, that's that's Dumbledore speaking. Because, you know, he always speaks in that deep British, well, kind of like Gandalf, but like different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but more wise, I'd say. More, more wise British than wizard right. British. Um, <laughs> Kazran, yeah. So he is super rich, and he took over his father's Scrooge. Yeah, he's basically Scrooge. Super rich. He's taken over his father's business. Uh which has something to do with encapsulating frozen people. Uh, he is, it's sort of a loan thing. He loans out money, and he keeps the people as collateral. Okay, and he controls the weather with his organ. I don't understand. <laughs> it's kind of cool, yes. but at the same time, you're like, he's controlling the weather with his organ. Uh, there's, you know, spinning clouds above this big giant light beam. And Rory and Morning all fish. those folks, Amy, Rory, and this spaceship uh, is stuck. They're on their honeymoon. They're on their honeymoon, and they are stuck in the tornado that is this weather condition. Now, the only way they can stop it is apparently getting Scrooge here, Dumbledore, to um, stop it. But he refuses to give the code to uh, do that, so the doctor decides to play... Past, present, and future Christmas, and he takes... He changes his past. Right, instead of taking the old man to see his past, um, he goes into the past to pick up the boy uh, of, basically, Christmas past, and uh, 
creating memories. Teach him a thing or two. Creating memories with them uh, now, that involves this, this random. Much, this very much goes against everything that Doctor stands for, right? Pretty much. Going back within someone's own time stream and changing their past. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, that's in his entire life, every year, that yeah. he goes back to visit this random woman um, that sings to fish. She was the first uh, person they showed Frozen in the episode. Now, did I miss something, or is there a certain importance to her character other than she sings to fish? Well, uh, she uh, she only had like eight days left oh, in yeah. her life, and that's that's why they froze her. Uh, because first of all, they're gonna get money for doing so, and second of all, it's, it uh, stops her from dying, or at least prolongs well, her that's life. A good thing. And so every time they take her out at uh, Christmas Eve, it takes a little bit off her life. And then eventually they only have one day left, and that's that's. And the one day left is spent with the old man, um, which kind of lightens his heart uh, enough to you know stop the tornado weather and get everybody home safely. that day? Wait, wrong story. <laughs> yes, he's the Grinch. Um, but overall, I think that had a lot of I think Christmas spirit in this episode. Yes. I think one of the probably the last one of the last ones that really felt like uh, Christmas spirit because I feel like after this they start feeling like Christmas is a theme here and there but it's like this is the point I don't know um, but mm-hmm. this is a, sort of yeah sort of I guess what you're, I, see, I see what you're saying. this one I, I I do like for the Christmas spirit yeah uh, any Christmas special should definitely be heavy with Christmas spirit um. And I like the people in it. Um, I like the twist on the classic tale. I think the next one does have Christmas spirit. The visuals aren't But we'll talk about bad. that in the next, next episode. Our entertainment. I don't know. I, I'd probably give this an 8. Yeah, uh, that's, that's decent. Just like a fairly decent episode. One of my favorite Christmas specials, I think. Hmm. Okay. One of my, hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd say, I don't know if I go that far, but... An well, eight is is, I'd say probably an eight. Yeah. yeah. Now, did you say you liked this season or you liked last season better? I like uh, season five better. Uh, season. Six, season six definitely has a another solid, bad. has another solid uh, uh, seasonal arc. It's not as solid. Uh, um, it, it's it's good in production value, um, but uh, there are a lot of episodes that just kind of feel like filler. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't feel... Towards the bad. end, yes. Uh, I feel, towards the end, I felt like... In the second half of the season. Because I, I felt like they are telling their story a little too fast, and then they ran out of time, so I had to get a couple filler episodes before they finished it. And that's kind of like right, so the... There's, there's yeah. filler. But there's, there's the thing about the filler, there's filler in the uh, earlier part of the season, too, with, like, the um, uh, the pirate one. and uh, but, the, but the thing about the filler in the season... Uh, is those episodes are either good or um, they're good filler? They I think have, for like, the most hint part. Hints of importance to the yes, hints of importance like a sliding door um, in the middle. Same of nothing. thing with uh, yeah, like with the pirates. The pirates do show up uh, in it, and if you talk about like uh, night terrors, it brings up the doctor's death at the very end. It ha- it brings up the jingle. There, yeah, there's little about. hints here and there, kind of like what you would get if you know if you're a fan of X Files. That kind of thing would happen now and then. Right. Um, and that's okay. I actually but it's liked... not, I don't think it's as solid as season five, but um, and I I do think the finale could have been done a little bit better, but it is still pretty good. I did like the filler episodes. I think for the most part this season, though. I don't know. We'll get into it here. I cares. I don't care for. But other than that, yeah. I I, I actually kind of like it. I don't know. Uh, so season six six starts with the uh, impossible astronaut. This is the episode where. Um, the doctor, the future of the doctor, um, apparently dies. Uh, you see an astronaut come out of the water, which is the in- impossible astronaut. Uh, the doctor goes up and gets shot, apparently dead, but this is the future version of the doctor, and when they meet the their present version of the doctor... 200 years in the future. Right. That, when they meet their present doctor, they're not supposed to tell him anything because, you know, he's not supposed to know his own future. You know, right. back to future style. 
Right. Um, I could have sworn in Flesh she does tell the real Doctor of the future. She does. She accidentally does. But I thought they would have brought it up at any point, but I, they didn't. Like, I mean, they, they brought up the fact that he knew it was coming, uh, but they didn't really bring up the fact that, oops, I shouldn't have told you. They didn't do that, no. Alright. Now, so that was a pretty big episode, but it was part one of two. Mm -hmm. The second part was Day of the Moon, uh, and this kind of went into more along the lines of the silence and them making the marks on their hands and everything. I thought this episode was probably even better than the first episode. Uh, Mm -hmm. Especially with the way it ends. Yes. That was, that was like a mind-blowing. I, I swear, mean, the, every the single... The way the beginning of the last one starts, and then the way this one ends, it's, it's really, these are two really solid episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. I think, and I swear, every episode of this season, one of them multiple times, was Rory dying. Why, every episode. I believe last time I went through an entire rewatch, I ended up counting... Uh, Rory and Amy both die something like ten times in the series. <laughs> it happens a lot, especially yeah in season six. I I don't know what's going on. Like they're like let's just uh, bump up the red herrings and just like fake out yeah. kill these guys. Even with the doctor, there's, I mean, there's more there's more Amy dying in season six than uh than Rory I think. Uh, but R- Rory died a lot in season five as well. So. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what I would rate these here. I would probably rate both of them close to 10. Yeah, I think both are 10 for me. Yeah, See, probably. this here was, was after season 5, I was hoping for something really strong, and this really delivered for me. I was yeah. like, alright, this is going to be just as good as last season. And I don't think it, it quite holds up to that potential, but it gets pretty close. Is this a good season? Uh, this is probably my, the next episode is probably my least favorite of the season is The Curse of the Black Spot. I like the concept of The Curse of the Black Spot with the, you know, pirates and whatnot. It was kind of boring. But it is a kind of boring episode, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had the siren, and I get what they're going for, uh, but for the most part, it wasn't the greatest episode. I thought it uh, dragged on, and uh, for the most part... It's one you can mostly yeah. skip over. And really, the pi- the pirates do come back, but, I mean, do they really have an, any importance when they do? I don't know. I don't really remember. <laughs> I, think, I think they come come back in a good man goes to war, kind of like with everybody else. But with everybody else, yeah. I, I, I don't remember them really doing anything there, so I think they just probably flew a, a ship or flew... Flew a ship. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> flew a ship. Got it. Um... So, I don't know about this episode. I don't really care for the Rory people. dies again. He is every episode. Every episode. Sometimes multiple times, you know. Uh, up there, one. Probably more like five or six out of ten for this one. Yeah, I'll go with a six. I don't know. Um, next episode. I like the way it started, but it just didn't, it, it kind of fizzled out. Next episode's interesting, called The Doctor's Wife. And the Doctor's Wife in question it's is a good this. standalone. Yeah. Uh, the doctor's wife in question is the TARDIS, whose, like, life of the TARDIS went into, acted as the, sexy. yeah, acted as a, <laughs> as the soul of a woman who was soulless. Um, and you know what's interesting about this woman? She kept on reminding me of, um, what's her face, who's always acting with, uh, Johnny Depp. Um, yeah, I have a feeling, I thought I heard somewhere that she was supposed to be in it, and then, and she couldn't be or something, so they got somebody similar. Very similar. I feel like I feel like that would probably be the best role they could put her in. Is probably that character because it's just that weird, but a good kind of weird. Um, so this is interesting because I don't see anything about that on the TARDIS wiki? Yes, so that was probably incorrect information. Apparently, I mean, they left the universe to find this planet outside the universe. The which planet, which is alive, really make any sense. The planet that's yeah. that's alive, kind of like ego, right? <laughs> right. But I don't understand leaving the universe. That I mean, it's a cool concept, but I don't get it. Um, yeah, I, and I, I feel like in previous episodes, 
the doctor has said something like that doesn't make any sense or something. Or maybe I'm thinking before the universe. That was probably what I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of. And the now episode. there was an ood in this episode. Um, though what was it nephew. Nephew. Um, and he was a bad Ood, I suppose. It just kind of followed the directions of the planet, I think it's called the house. Um, yeah. And I forgot that there was more Ood in, uh, in uh, 11th Doctor. I I had completely forgotten about that. Yeah. Um, I like, I like the, uh, the TARDIS woman. Sexy, right? Um, I liked I liked her character. I liked the building of that like miniature TARDIS that they flew around in. Yeah, they used some parts that looked like from the old uh, old classic TARDIS. Yeah, it was because the planet was full of it's like a graveyard of old TARDIS parts. Um, yeah, and so they got back to the TARDIS, and she turned back into the TARDIS, and blah blah blah. Some interesting. Th- Things in this episode, though, right? This was the one where they were running through the TARDIS, and they found David Tennant's TARDIS, right? Yeah, they did. His desktop? Yeah, that was cool. Um, it was archived. And, and, and uh, the the house, was it the house or was it uh, the TARDIS, said that they, they had archived... Yeah, it was the TARDIS. The said TARDIS said it. All, all the previous ones and all the future ones. So the other future TARDISes that we are there, yeah, to be seen are all already there. <laughs> but uh, there's some cool things that the house basically did to them to mess with their heads inside there and everything, kind of like. And Rory know, dies again. And he dies again. Yes, he does. Um, Turns into a skeleton. <laughs> I'm like, he's old. He's like, you made me wait two thousand years, and he did it again. And I'm like, what are you eating? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just, just wondering. Though I guess he is what plastic, so I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, well, it's kind of like it's kind of like the, uh, the the girl who waited episode. You know, time goes forward, goes but, by. Um, uh, you don't need to eat. Yeah. But this episode, what reminds me of the future episode of Journey to the Center of the TARDIS, right? Where you you explore more of the TARDIS. A little bit, yeah. Um, but that's the first thing I thought of when I was watching this, but I know there's a lot more to explore, and you see that in, uh, Journey to the Center. Um, but this was a good kind of a hint, and I like when they ran into David Tennant's version. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as that goes, uh, hard to say. Um, I'd probably give this a good seven. People really like this episode. I- I saw it's, that. It's yeah, I did favorite. see a lot of love for it. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's got its moments, but again, it's it's one that feels like filler up until uh, they put in that line: "The only water in the in the forest is the river," which becomes important later. Right. It, it's one of those where it's filler up until like one little line, basically. Basically. All right. Uh, the next two episodes are a two-parter, though, again, I don't really think this was necessary to be a full two-parter. Um, the second part's better than the first part f- for yeah, one specific reason. This might have been better as a one-episode, one but then again, is it is it possible that this um, two-parter is the re- reason that Stephen Moffat went away from two-parters for the longest time? <laughs> Some he Sometimes he did choose two-parters that would have done better as a one-parter, but... Uh, and some one-parters that should have been two-parters. A lot of them that should have been two-parters, yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's more, I'd say, what, next next season? Uh, yeah. Season 7 has no two-parters, um, from what I recall. Right. So, the two episodes here are called The Rebel Flesh and The Almost People. This has to do with this mining company in fu- is it Future Earth um, that deals with this... Uh, milky substance that clones people um and it's a living artificially intelligent yeah, life form it's, it's basically avatar yeah right? it's basically avatar with except, except the the avatar is actually alive and not just a body right they have they, artificial intelligence they think it's just a body but it is actually alive they do think and everything and, and for the most part the first episode was kind of getting you used to the idea of this everything that's actually important in the second episode um, 
like getting introduced to the doctor's clone and uh, how he switches with the doctor to investigate how people treat him as a clone person rather than an actual person. Um, but also to scan the technology of the flesh. Uh, Right. Be because throughout this entire season, we've been given hints that Amy's pregnant. But at the same time, when the doctor scans her, you see all at the same time she's pregnant and she's not pregnant. Right. Simultaneously. All the while, Amy keeps running into this, old, this, this woman who slides like a door, a viewer in Adam a door. Marion, I think, is her, her name. Uh, is that? that? Sounds about right. And she keeps sliding like you have a bar and a door, and she looks in at you. But everywhere, you know, just your average right. everyday wall, you know, window, whatever, in the middle of the air. It doesn't really matter. She keeps seeing this woman who's saying weird things about pushing and and uh, dreaming and things like that. So you don't really know what's going on, but you know it's all connected, and it's all about Amy, and it has something to do with the fact that she might be pregnant. Yeah. And this is the episode that was important into explaining what's going on. Uh, but it didn't need to, a two-parter to do that. Yeah, I don't think so. I think they could have brought it down. Maybe maybe made it a slight, like a 50-minute episode. Like a longer episode, yeah. Yeah. But basically what's going on is we're supposed to believe that Amy, at some point, got switched with them, and the Amy that they are seeing it was during is... The, uh, during the premiere. During the um, premiere. It was when, let's see, I don't remember when it exactly was, but it was sometime during the premiere. Because now she already sees that that window thing uh, in the second episode of the premiere, so it's it's probably between the first and second episodes. Okay. Because there's uh, a bit of a gap there. So whoever this person is with the eye patch, they kidnapped her, and the person who we've been seeing this whole time has been a member of the flesh, right? And the whole idea a is a ganger. Uh, and Holt's idea is he's been uh, scanning these people to figure out the right frequency within his, uh, you know, screwdriver to disintegrate them, apparently. Um, though I've never understood him needing to go somewhere to scan things for knowledge of his screwdriver. He just uses it. Uh, so. Well, he wanted the source. He, he didn't know exactly what, what the flesh was, maybe. Like, he didn't have the specs for what exactly the flesh is, so he had to go back down to the source to scan it, I guess. Yeah. To figure out what to do with it, basically. And this this episode was also... I think the the good... The thing that stood out about this episode, other than, you know, the big twist at the end, was when the Doctor was cloned, and he switches places with his clone, and Amy suddenly trusts the wrong one because she's told that that's the real one. And so basically it was trying to show that, you know, the gangers and the humans were exactly the same. And she ends up, you know, spoiling the surprise. The fact that he dies in the future. Yeah. yeah. And he gets pretty angry at that moment when she... when, when But uh, he just, like, randomly goes on to spiel about, what, the flesh saying why? Or something like that? Yeah, I don't remember it exactly, but... He gets angry, but moment, he's... Uh, did, when you were watching this for the first time and she told the, the doctor... Did you realize that she was telling the real doctor about his future? I knew that, that they point? switched. I couldn't remember if uh, they you, switched you, you, before you or after that point. That they switched? Yeah, I already knew that they switched. I remember that they switched. I just I didn't, couldn't remember if they no, switched. No, no, no I'm, I'm talking about when you watched this for the first time. I pro uh, When I watched it for the first time, I had an inkling. Like, how do you know that's the right one? Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I predicted it, so... I just couldn't remember but when I, I watched when I rewatched it if they had switched before or after her like telling this guy. But, but whatever. Um, I for that I'd probably give the second episode an eight and the first one seven. Okay. Last moments of the episode were really good, but you know, yeah. can't rate the well, whole episode the, the on that. The whole enemy Gen Jennifer's ganger uh, turning into the weird-looking monster thing is was kind of dumb, I thought. That was pretty <laughs> dumb. Yes, it but, is. But, like, the psychological stuff I really liked for the episode. Right. Uh, next, we have a two-parter. Um, the first one's A Good Man Goes to War, and the second one's Let's Kill Hitler. Um, now, personally... It's sort of a two-parter, and it's sort of not. This is where the 
the the mid season finale was, right? Yes, uh, Good Man Goes to War was the was the last episode before it went on break for a couple months. That, I think. This is an episode that I feel like feels like a season finale and not a you know mid season finale because that's why well, I said it's supposed to be, it's supposed this, to be like two two half seasons. Basically. Yeah, the second half part of the season was really all not all that great. I felt like they could have kept going with what they're at and then mm-hmm. because they had a good strong first half and then the second half's like, oh here's some random episodes for you. Um A Good Man Goes to War is basically when the doctor recruits everybody that owes him a debt uh to fight all the bad guys in order to get to Amy who they stole from her. Um, some interesting things right. in there, like headless, headless monks with uh, lightsabers and uh, <laughs> and things or like the, that. What's the major focus? The it really brought in. Uh, I think we saw him before, but this was kind of the first major uh, moment for the Dorian Maldivar character, who became who becomes important in the finale. Mm. Yeah. Um, it, it brought it brought in like a lot of the uh, previous. Um, it brought in uh, the uh, what's her name, ba- Madame Bastra and Jenny and Strax, and it brought in the the dude from the from the uh, uh, World War Two uh, flying the space airplane, um, and it brought in the pirates, and I believe it was supposed to bring in Cap. Captain Jack, but he was busy filming Torchwood season four, so he couldn't do it. Captain Jack Sparrow. Yes. Uh, uh, and one thing was that River uh, did not want to come because what did she say? She said, "This is when the Doctor uh, finds, finds out oh, who yeah. I am. This is when he goes further than he ever has before and figures out who I am." Uh, she shows up later, um, but overall, it, lots of people in it, which is just cool in any regards. Um, somewhat of a war. It, Even it has it more of an like... image of a war, but it's not as much of a war. It's more like a uh, using your smarts kind of a war, I think. Yeah. The interesting thing about Vastra and uh, Jenny and Strax is even though they feel like they're coming back, uh, these are actually the first times we see these characters, these specific characters. We've seen... Um, we've seen the Silurians in the past, and we've seen the, uh, what do you call them? The, I don't the know. The thing that, <laughs> the stra- that Strax is, you know? Yeah, the thing that Strax is. <laughs> I can't think in re- right now, but we, we've seen all these guys before, and, uh, Vastra even kind of suggests that, uh, she's connected to the pe- people that were in the, uh, other two-parter with the Silurians, but I don't think she technically is part of them. She's her own thingy, you know. Yep, she's her own thingy. So uh, it, it, it's interesting because these feel like old, you know, friends coming back, but they're not really not yet, but they will be. <laughs> they will be. Um, the main things you have to take away from this episode is that uh, Amy was pregnant the whole time. She did give birth to a a girl that she named uh, Melody Pond, and one of the soldiers that was there. Had some what is it forest talk or something? Was her? Uh, yeah, the only the only water in the forest is the river, so she couldn't uh, write down. She she wrote, she made a thing that had Melody Pond's name on it, but she couldn't write down uh, Pond because the only water in the forest is the, the river. So she wrote down River, and I guess and they don't have uh, the the Melody name for either, Melody. So. Uh, Melody means song, and so there you go. You have. River Song, and that explains that Amy's daughter is uh, River, right? And that and River is also a to try to find River is also a half time lord. Yeah, we didn't know that before. She has a time head. I mean, uh, because <laughs> time head <laughs> because uh, she was conceived in the TARDIS and has something to do with the time vortex and all that stuff. Mumbo jumbo. It, I don't know about that, but sure. <laughs> it's a bunch of nonsense. It's a bunch of nonsense. When but really, it means that the doctor's the father. That's all it really means. The day before, the day before <laughs> I watched this episode, I literally had just watched the two-parter before this, and the day before I watched this episode, I was having fun. Uh, do you ever uh, use Akinator? 
Not in a long time. It's a it's an online. It's a twenty questions and it guesses guesses a character uh, or person that you choose. I decided for it to guess River Song. I was still catching up on Doctor Who. The only one I had left to catch up with was uh, Good Man Goes to War. Mm-hmm. And I stupidly uh, had Akinator guess River Song and it said River Song and then it had parentheses melody. Pond. So I well, got spoiled on it right before I watched this episode. Well, what you didn't remember? No, no, no. This no. No, I'm talking about the first time I watched this. The first time you watched Years it. Ago. Oh, so you got spoiled. Okay. Well, that was was that your first uh, big major Doctor Who spoil? Yeah, that was the only thing I got a major spoil. Because because right now it's like all the time, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But um, this episode was the last episode I had to watch to catch up on, and so. Um, Let's Kill Hitler, the next one, was the first one that I watched live. Or not really live, but on the same day it came out. You know, it's kind of silly. I feel like Akinator should just say River Song. It should, I think it does now. I think does it fixed it. it. Yeah. yeah. Unless you are guessing the baby, in which sense, whatever. It should just say Melody. Yeah, but... So this was the last episode before the mid-season finale. Um, which... No, this was the mid-season finale. Oh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> mid-season finale. Uh, and what, like three, no, not three months, like, how long is the break? It was, it was two or three months. It was two or three months. Two or three months, like normal for normal shows? Okay. The next one was called Let's Kill Hitler. We meet Hey, you didn't rate it. Uh, it's probably ten. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Let's Kill Hitler brings Amy's childhood friend Mel's to the picture. And I'm like, how can you be more, uh... Obvious than that, but I don't. I, catch it right I don't think I guessed it the first time I watched it either. But like, it's so obvious after the last episode. If you're watching back to back, it is. Like you have Melody Wait, and you have I, Mel. When, when we watch, when I watched it the first time, I wasn't watching it. Well, I guess no, but I wasn't watching what, it. What, I had a break. First of all, it's it, it plays the Smallville uh, card of bringing in somebody. Apparently, we should have always known from the get go. But apparently, this is the first time we're seeing her. Uh, Childhood friend Mel's, but then again, who it's she, who, yeah, time gets rewritten all the time. Yeah, uh, Mel's is her childhood best friend, and she named Melody after her. Other than the fact that Mel's is Melody, so so you named your daughter after, after your, your daughter. daughter. Yeah, yeah. Um, time, yeah. Rory time put Hitler in the cupboard. So <laughs> this this whole time she knows that she's the daughter. How does she? Keep that a secret through most of her life. I think I don't know if she. Yeah, I guess she did know. Yeah. Because she does say it later. But I, I can't think of what how she would be able to keep that just like a random secret for you know ten plus years. I don't know. Um, She always. She also pretends she doesn't know uh, Amy or Rory in, uh, you know, in in uh, the other. uh, It was the. Byzantium. Mm-hmm. She pretends like she doesn't know them, but or see that is that that's also strange. She should have always known who they are. Maybe it's just one of those plot holes people talk about with uh, Stephen Moffat. Well, no, she says at the end of the season, you know, I had to pretend. Oh well, that's just you know, you know that's it's just, just yeah, it's just retconning. Yeah, it, it it's it's really cheap explanation yeah. uh, of just explaining it off. But in reality, it probably is a plot hole. Um, so let's kill Hitler. She shows up and she says, hey, we got a time machine. Why not? Well, let's just let's go in the past and let's kill Hitler. And what they actually end up doing is accidentally saving him um, from a... Was it the robot that tried to kill him? Yeah, the Tesselecta. Uh, but then the Tesselecta ended up realizing he, he was too early, which makes no sense. Why shouldn't he have figured that out before he time-traveled? But Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, this is the first time we're introduced to a android-like person. A bunch of mini- miniature people are controlling it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not actually miniature people. They're just miniaturized when they are put inside the robot. That's why... Amy, Rory, and the Doctor, and all those fun people can actually go into it. Because... You will experience a tingling sensation and then death. <laughs> um, apparently the robot has a shrink ray slash 
uh, a beam me up feature or something. Anyways, uh, they end up saving Hitler's life and then they put him in the closet. Uh, and Mel's gets shot somewhere in the middle of all the hijinks. And as Hitler tries to shoot at, is it at the doctor or at? Yeah, I think it's at the doctor, and he misses very terribly, but he ends up hitting. Uh, which ultimately hitting, sets uh, in the um, the changing feature. Regeneration. Yep, that's what I meant. Regeneration for Mel's to turn into. By River. the way, speaking speaking of regeneration, uh, and speaking of retconning, um, this season proves that Stephen Moffat had no no plans for the War Doctor at this point in time because. This doctor would not have thought he could have regenerated, if that were the case. There's no reason uh, Matt Smith should have thought he could regenerate at this point, because if you if you go fast forward to uh, you know time of the doctor, he doesn't think he will. Mm -hmm. But uh, twice, uh, you know, the beginning and the end of the season, he thinks he's you know he he starts to regenerate, which we end up you know. Right, and in um, this episode, River. Okay, so we, it explains this, it that it wasn't really a regeneration, but still. So, let's see. The first time we see Rivers in this episode, she doesn't know she's River for a while. She tries to kill the doctor, and for the most part, succeeds in starting the process, which was poisoning him. Basically, um, poison ivy. She she was always born to kill the doctor. Uh, that was her purpose. Like poison ivy. Like poison ivy. And throughout the episode, she kind of learns about who River is, other than, you know, learning about who she is. And so she tries to save the Doctor by giving her the rest of her regeneration power. This is what her... Before she does that, before she does that, he whispers something in her ear. And I had never thought about this in years uh, since I've watched this episode. Uh, I was always saying uh, that there was another story that River song needed to tell in this series i think i'm wrong about that i think this moment when he whispers something in her ear right here i think that's when he told her his name really oh, okay. i think that i think that was the moment um if you go back to the library he says there's only one reason i would tell you my no- name only one way i could and a lot of people you know that so uh, marriage, marriage thing was always one thing but another theory was that he could only say his name if he was about to die, and he was about to die there. So I think that's when he told her his name. We always thought it would happen at the wedding, but we turn out, you know, that's mm. not what he says. Well, that's a possibility. I don't think we'll ever find out. Well, uh, in in uh, Name of the Doctor, she says that I made him tell me, and it's a, it's a long story, and, you know, it, it made it sound like there's another story out there. But she sort of made him tell tell her because she kept on demanding things in this episode, killing him. Yeah. Well, uh, sort of. Yeah. Um. By the way, this is her second regeneration into River, right? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh. Not necessarily because um. She said last time it was a little girl. She was a toddler. Yeah. She said she ended up a toddler. Toddler in in the New York. But we saw her as a toddler in New York when she regenerated. She wasn't a toddler. She was, you know, ah, whatever. Older than I I thought. That's what she was referring to. (laughs) But yeah, it doesn't make sense. It sounds like she regenerated into a toddler in New York. I I doubt it. But I think she regenerated as a toddler because she starved starved to death, and then she turned into Mel's. That's that. That was my take taking of it. But See, I always had a theory. I always had a theory, and I said this before that the character uh, Lady Christina D'Souza uh, from uh, Planet of the Dead was technically a River Song regeneration that we never knew about. It no. could, could be that that she ended up regenerating to the little girl that ended up in uh, in the spacesuit and the uh, and the alleyway, but who knows? Um, <laughs> all I know is she there's got to be. Like That's why I thought that. there's got to be a ton of. Regenerations left in her. But if you think about it, it doesn't make any sense because if she regenerated into a toddler uh, in New York uh, it, as Mel's, even if she was like a, a baby in New York, this was 1969. 
Uh, she'd be a heck of a lot older than Mel's is right there, and she would not have grown up with Amy and Rory. Well, a Time Lord so aging is different. There must have been there. And they, uh, Time Lord. I don't know. I, I don't know. She's half Time Lord, though. She's half Time Lord. She does regenerate. I don't know. I, I, I just figured she had enough life left in her to, if she gave him all of her regenerations, that he would have gained more. That's what that was what the theory was at the point at that point in time, but they they dismissed that in uh, time of the doctor. I don't know, stupid, but it it still should have made sense. Um, good episode. I'd probably give that a good yeah, nine if or needed to, they ten. They could have. I'd probably give that a good nine or ten episode as well. I'd probably go nine. Um, well, there there's some, definitely some good moments in there, and it actually directly connects with. Uh, uh, the night of the do- night in the do- doctor episodes, uh, first night and last night, which happened. Technically, Stephen Moffat says they happen after Wedding of River Song, but I think they happen here because he's the, the doctor is showing uh, River what's in the you know how to use the notebook and stuff. Yeah, so I, I think they fit there better. Okay, so that was that episode. Next episode is called Night Terrors. This is the one you don't really care for. Yeah, I don't really care for this one. This is kind of my least favorite of the season. It's probably my second least favorite. Uh, Pirates is definitely the one that is worse than this for the, for me. Okay. Uh, but there are some solid. I will say this about Night Ter- Terrors. Despite I don't really care about the story, but Rory has some great lines in this episode. I noticed that. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, he has some. If watch it again, pay attention to Rory. He he has some really great lines in this episode. Alright, so this episode mostly consists about a family that has a young boy, except they never had the young boy, never gave birth to him, so they don't really remember how he existed. Uh, and every perception filter, yeah. And every night he kind of has these night terrors, um, something about monsters, that's how he sends a distress call to the doctor that brings him there. Save me from the doctors. Or doctors. Sorry, can't come. All right, so, and when he gets afraid, he apparently sends people and things into the dollhouse in his closet. Not sure why he has a dollhouse in his closet. Um, and so they have these, like, real large... Why, why did he have a dollhouse? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, he has a dollhouse, and everybody gets sent into the dollhouse. Um, and everything's made out of wood, and you can tell that it's a fake house, right? Everything's made out of wood, including food and everything. Uh, and there are some really creepy-looking dolls that, watch out, if they touch you, you turn into a doll as well. This was a fake-out death for Amy, because I don't think Rory ever did turn into one of the dolls in this episode. No, but they both, uh, when they, when they arrived at the dollhouse, Rory, one of, one of his, uh, lines that I liked was, uh, this is it. We're died. We're dead again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, speak for yourself, Rory. You always die. Um. So there's not much to it other than the fact that the doctor has to convince the boy to face his fears, uh, and for the father to accept his child, even though it's not his real child, as his own child to love him as you know his own kid. And that's really the moral of the story in this episode. It's not super important. And personally, I thought it was interesting, but uh, I would probably the give it... The relevant aspect of the season that this episode has is that it comes with the, with the jingle, the tick-tock goes the clock. Tick-tock goes that's the clock. And when the river kills the doctor... Yeah, yeah, yeah. that one. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'd probably give it a six. If you um, like horror stuff, this has got your stuff. It's, yeah, but there have been better horror... It's got some nods, it's got some nods to some classic horror uh, tropes, I believe. So. There's a better episode this this season um, than this that has those. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as I, I just say 6 out of 10, it's not an important episode for the most part. Um, it's interesting sometimes, sometimes it's like, okay, you know, whatever. So 6 out of 10 for me, I don't know about you. Uh, if it weren't for Rory's lines, I'd probably I'd probably give it a five. But I think Rory made up made a, a bu- little bump up there. <laughs> I was considering a seven, but I was like six and a half. Nah, I'll go with six. 
The tenth episode I thought was a very interesting episode called "The Girl Who Waited." Still more of a standalone episode, but uh, interesting one, one, anyways. Uh, it has to do with this place that they wind up in uh, that has two doors, two doorways. Uh, one doorway it, it just passes time regularly, like anything else. Uh, and this is the this other is another room, one that Amy dies in. Yep. Uh, the other one is a room slash kind of living area that houses people sort of like who a hospital. Yeah, it houses people who are dying. Uh, that plague. that are afflicted. Uh, plague. Yeah, they are afflicted with a plague that'll kill them in 24 hours. But the 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 way that time passes there, they could spend the rest of their lives in 24 hours because it goes by so slowly or fast or however you want to call it. And the other room that passes by normally can see the other world through this looking glass. But Amy gets stuck in the one where she kind of grows old pretty quickly. Well, she, and she, she grows old at a regular pace. Right, but, but not to them. From the Dr. Not, and Rory's perspective. Dr. and Rory, whenever they're not looking, she's, you know, growing old exponentially. And when they find her, she's apparently an 80-year-old woman or something like that. No, she's she, <laughs> not 80. I think she said she was there for 35 more years, which makes her, like, you know, in her 50s. No. Well, how old is she supposed to be, in general? She's supposed to be about 20, I think. Because I'm thinking she's, like, 35, and so she's supposed to be 70, you know? Like, I don't know. No, 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 no. She's, she's like, she was, like, uh, 19 in the fifth season, I think. I don't buy it, but and all right. Twenty. I think the actress was nineteen. I think the character was twenty in the first in the fifth season, and so in the sixth season she's probably twenty or twenty-one, something like that. I, yeah, okay, that's fine. I didn't think the makeup was perfect. I think she should have had more gray hairs, but she mostly had like yeah. red hair, and and from uh, shots far away, it was like that's like that's just Amy, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I think they could have worked a little bit more on that, but you kind of get the idea. When they find her, she's like 55, 60, something around there. And uh, they have a dilemma. They can either save their current modern Amy, or they can save the the older woman, who has lived a life of memories, and she doesn't want to lose those memories because it kind of made her who she is. Um, and so they have kind of a dilemma. The doctor lies. Number, rule number one, the doctor mm-hmm. lies. Right. And he says that they both can probably make it on the TARDIS because the TARDIS has that um, thing where... Paradox. Paradoxes can coexist. Yeah, it, can, it, can, it can sustain the paradox, which technically is true if you think about um, when the Master did it. Yeah, I mean, he did do it. Like, yep. You could do it. But you know that doesn't last forever. You'd have to you'd have to let it go at some yeah point. at some point. Now uh, he could have just dropped her off with you know Rose, <laughs> 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 you know where all the rejects go. Um, but no, he gets young Amy through, and he abandons the older one. And apparently the older one says, "Well, screw that," and just kills herself with the help of the robots that live there with the kindness. Um, which I don't really understand. She could still live a full life of, like, destroying them and live in her Faraday cage or whatever it is. Um, but she's like, well, that sucks. And so she kills herself, mostly. Um, and that's the episode. This one I'd probably give uh, eight to, I want to say eight. I would do nine. You'd say nine? Yeah. I like, I think I like the sec- the next one more. The next one's called really? God. I like this one more than, than that. The next one, well, because uh, I like, you know, at least some classic horror um, things. Yeah. Uh, and the God Complex, which is episode 11, deals a lot with that. Um, so the God Complex, to just kind of sum it up for you, they wind up in a hotel that's alien in nature, but is based off of, you know, hotels on Earth. And every single room is reserved for somebody in the universe. Um, and each, what's inside... Yeah, each each room has their greatest fear. Has their greatest fear. Um, 
and roaming the halls of the um, hotel is this minotaur or something. <laughs> yeah, it's a minotaur. It's a minotaur. Uh, it's actually um, connected to an old uh, villain. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was called. They said they said the name in the episode uh, of oh, the Naimon. That was it. The Naimon, uh, which uh, was in a fourth Doctor episode, I believe. And I think it was an episode where the fourth Doctor lived like uh, 200, 300, 400 years or something like mm. that because he was uh, affected by the creature or whatever. The, um, now, uh, I, I feel like... I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a big part of this episode uh, was showing uh, respect to The Shining, personally. Uh, the mm-hmm. cafeteria cafeteria downstairs with the monkeys and everything, uh, that looked very familiar to the cafeteria in The Shining. Also, so did the cafeteria in um, Passenger or Passengers with Chris whatever and Jennifer Lawrence. Chris Pratt. Yeah, uh, very similar, both of those. Uh, and a lot of the hotel rooms in The Shining also, you walk in and there's something horrible inside. So, like, something very similar. I feel like they were at least paying some respect to the idea, very basic idea that The Shining was uh, showing. Now, and, uh, yeah. one thing is, is the doctor finds his room. It's room number 11. Yeah. And he looks inside and he says, of course, what else would it have been? Something like that. Yeah. And, and I don't think we see what was in there, do we? I thought it was young Amy. No, I think that's Amy's room. Oh, was that Amy's room? Is that her worst fear? It was Amy's room. Oh, he said, of course, uh, for the doctor, it was, of course, who else would it have been? It was was a who. So, if I hadn't just debunked this, I would have said the war doctor. (laughs) Right. I don't think they figured that out yet. But, uh, so if it's not the war doctor, who do you think it is, then? Himself? I don't know. I feel like he would... Maybe it would be himself. Maybe it's the rest of his companions um, throughout the past. Uh, maybe it's Doctor Number One. You know, hmm. I don't know. Another one of those questions they never answer. Maybe his uh, Time Lord family. I, I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. In my head, I'm just gonna say it's the War Doctor, even though it's clear that Stephen Moffat did not think of this yet. <laughs> Basically. The the day of the doctor, I believe, was not supposed to have the war doctor in it originally. It was supposed to have um, Christopher Eccleston in instead. But then when he turned it down, they came kind of came up with the war doctor. I could have sworn yeah. his episode uh, or his door was young Amelia because didn't he have a talk with her? He did, but that was in uh, I was in Amy's room because uh, originally Amy thought the uh, the weeping angel was hers, but it ended up being the the alien guys, mm-hmm. and then it turned out being. Uh, Young Amy was was yeah. Amy's. Honestly, I I, think. I I like this episode a lot. Uh, it is mostly a standalone episode, uh, but I like it a lot. I I probably would give this a nine. Really? Yeah. I go I I go eight probably. So it's kind of like the opposite of. <laughs> Next said, episode. Okay, it said the uh, uh, on Tardis Wikia it says the Doctor's greatest fear is revisited, but is purposefully left ambiguous until the time of the Doctor. Okay. The time of the Doctor. Interesting. So it's not talking about the day of the Doctor. So I don't know. I don't remember what they're talking about then. Wow. Next episode's the final episode uh, featuring James Gordon. Oh, right? Okay. I thought you were going to say the final episode. No. No, no. It's uh, it's not a two-parter, but yeah, the first one is uh, James it's Gordon. It's only very... It's, it's, it's almost a two-parter, but not quite. Right. Uh... And personally, I don't know. I don't know about this episode. I mean, it's the Cyberman episode and everything. Uh, it's not my now, favorite episode. Before we get into the episode, I have a couple uh, points to make. At the beginning of the season, when Amy and Rory and River meet the Doctor at Lake Silencio, he says he's 200 years older. I have a theory as to when in those 200 years happen. The first 100 years, I believe, happen after a good man goes to war, and let's kill between that and let's kill Hitler when he's looking looking for uh, Melody Pond and is a failure. And (laughs) I think the next 100 years happen after he drops off Amy and Rory and before this episode. Yeah. I I think it's whenever he drops off Amy and Rory and it's just like somewhere in between there. Well, no. If you think about it, if you look at uh, after 
uh, a good man goes to war, he's suddenly wearing this uh, large trench coat that not trench coat. He's just wearing a different coat than he usually wears. Yeah. Uh, and that happens. So to me, that signifies that time has has uh, elapsed for the doctor. Time is, has passed, and then he's kind of back to his regular look again in this one, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think. I think some time has passed, and then time passes again before he goes back to Lake Silencia. There's two cool things that happen in this episode, in my opinion. James Corden, just in general, he's awesome. Uh, and to the, uh, what's the hat called? The Stetza? The Stetson? Stetson. Uh, and, uh, he gets that from James Corden. Yes. The Cybermen part of it, I... And the envelopes. For, yeah, the envelopes. For the most part, I couldn't really care much about this episode. Uh, it's good enough for me to give it probably a 7, just because I like James Corden. But there wasn't a lot about it that I personally really cared for from on, on any kind of deep I level. I speak baby. Wow. He speak baby before, didn't he? Yeah, he spoke baby to yeah, baby he, yeah, he did, but Amy still, and Rory. Like yeah. Stormageddon. Dark Lord of All. <laughs> yes. Um, what do you think of this episode, though? Uh, it's entertaining. Uh, it's got some really funny moments. Uh, story is kind of pointless other than the stuff that's kind of foreshadowing what's mm. coming. Yeah. And the very the very end with River. That's why I said it's almost a, a two-parter. Yeah. Because because it is connecting to the Lake Silencio events um, throughout the episode, and, cl- and the ending is basically a cliffhanger on that. So it, it ends literally with, with River in the sp- spacesuit underwater. Right. You know. It does. Uh, but everything that connects the first episode to the last episode was pretty much in the next episode, the, f- the finale of season six. And that was called the Wedding, Wedding of River Song. This is this right here is one of my, my biggest uh, annoyances with when Stephen Moffat decided to go with uh, one part instead of two parts. This definitely should have been a two-parter. Yeah, it really felt like it was really compacted. Um, I I kind of had a feeling of where it should have split, um, but whatever. Uh, this one. It starts off pretty massively on a confusing level, uh, and that is that time has stopped somewhere around Winston, Winston Churchill's time. But uh, no, it's just it's, it's just, just all every, over. Everything everything has collapsed t- together. At the same minute, the same Winston day, Churchill, everything's Churchill the same is there, time. Uh, and so is uh, what's his name the uh, the the dude that writes the stories and. Uh, Watson. <laughs> no, the dude, uh, the dude that, that wrote, wrote The Christmas Carol. Yeah, and he's there, and so, uh, so we're like all the... You yeah, know, dinosaurs and stuff, too. Dinosaur- uh, dinosaur- just there, all yeah. of time and, and space is happening all at the same moment. And you have Amy, who now has an eye patch, like Madam whatever her face is, uh, and it turns out that the eye patch is a way for you to remember the silence um, after you turn away. Um, anyway, but it's hard to explain this episode without just saying it's a lot of craziness that happens because of River, who doesn't want to kill the doctor, and the only way for them to part is if they touch. This uh, comes back to the doctor marrying uh, River Song by the end of the episode. So that he basically, ch- basically is like, so hey, we're getting married right now, just to let you know. <laughs> yes. And they and their touching is them kissing, which brings it back to the modern day, back to when she's shooting him. And what she tells him, what she what he whispers in her ear is not his what name. he whispers in her ear. Yeah, it's not his name like we, you know, thought all this time. It is, uh, look into my eyes, and she looks into his eyes, she sees a miniature version of the doctor inside, he is the android that's being controlled by miniature people, um, so when she kills him, she's really just killing the android, and when they set fire to him, Tesselecta. yeah, when she sets fire to him, uh, he says he was nearly scorched when he got out, but, uh, he did not actually die. And apparently, after he survived, that time did not implode, and they are not sent into that frenzy of time stopping at 
you know, whatever. Though I don't really understand the whole mess of that, of why that matters. I thought the whole fact of the matter is that he personally was still alive. Uh, but Well, no, the event had to happen. Even though she wasn't actually killing the doctor, that event was a, was a what do you call it, a fixed point in time. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the fact that he doesn't actually die, that event was still a fixed point in time. And she was trying to sabotage that. Yeah. Um, so everything collapsed when that happened throughout the episode throughout the season you're trying to get a hold of this question that's hiding in plain sight How, a question that must be asked i mean they, they said that that is definitely the doc well on that that but i'm saying uh throughout throughout the season they you know he's that was the cool thing about this season is at the very beginning of the season the dude is like that is most certainly the doctor and he most certainly is dead and you're thinking okay uh like uh uh, how are you gonna? How, how are you going to kill the doctor? Because you gotta keep going. <laughs> right. And so they actually solved that with the Tesselecta. Yeah. Now, okay. So what? What? The whole thing's like uh, the question that must be asked. Uh, the silence will fall when the doctor is asked plain question. Translator at the fall of the eleventh, a question will be asked. And silence must fall uh, when the question is asked. And the, the question is hiding in plain sight. And that question is the last spoken question uh, in the season, which is uh, Doctor Who. Doctor so we've been, like, you know how you have seasonal arcs. This is more like a series arc. It's The silence is a series arc, yeah. Um, that whole silence will fall is basically it's it, it's a Matt Smith arc. It's his, his Matt Smith story. arc. The whole thing with From Stephen Moffat. From the first Moffat, episode of Matt Smith to the last episode of Matt Smith. The whole thing. Whole, the whole story. thing. It's yeah. what's his name? Even though they kind of it actually started uh, avoided that started name. Started very very early. They they first really directly referenced it in the library, but they started even earlier um, with the. Uh, I think it was the girl in the fireplace that might have been the first reference to it. It might be it might be earlier than that. I don't remember. I did. I it's did not just it. yeah. It's not just a question, is it? Or it's not just an yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, yeah. It's uh. It's been a long uh, unanswered question, and Stephen Moffat like decided to just ignore it as he's passing the torch. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's kind of annoying. It's probably uh, the most um, annoying disappointment that I've seen from the show. I The thing is, after the time of the Doctor, they didn't even need to bring it up again. Uh, so I was kind of disappointed with that. Although they played it off as a joke, which I think worked okay. Um, but then Stephen Moffat said something, and it was stupid because it doesn't make any sense with the, with the stories that with Stephen Moffat With anything that up. he wrote. But then again, people say he's a contradiction to himself and that he makes a bunch of plot holes in the show. So... Whatever. Um, overall, I like the season quite a bit. There was quite a bit of either just nines or tens that I would rate from the episodes. Uh, probably, I, I don't know. I wouldn't. I can't say for sure, but I feel like more than I have said in than past seasons. I think that the seasonal I, arc I for the last the year end. was probably better, but that yeah. this year was still pretty good. Still had good yeah, uh, individual episodes as well. So I don't know. This episode, I would, uh, if it was just for that Doctor Who moment at the very end, I think that would have made it a 10. Um, but, uh, the story itself was, I think if it was a two-parter, it probably would have been tense. Um, but I think it, it didn't, it didn't quite live up to the, the potential as it, uh, it should have. Um, it wasn't given enough time to really develop a good story there. So it felt rushed. And so I think I'd probably give it a nine just because of that. Um, even you know, though the last the episode, really pretty cool. yeah, the last episode. The last episode, I'd probably give it a ten, no matter what. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I thought that really? was a strong I, I episode. It could have been a two-parter, but as it is, I still think it's a ten. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't give it a ten. I think it, it got close to a ten, but I don't think it quite reached it because it felt rushed to me. Yeah. All right. Um, but that is season six. Um, yes. So, season six is that, I think we have, I think we, uh, season seven, part one, 
Uh, podcast is planned for, what, a week from today? Uh, that... Is it just is it just part one? If, yeah, if I thought you said so. Goes, does that go does that go through the uh, angels take Manhattan? Or does that go through? No. Yes, part one. Does the, it go through the, snowmen? The first episode of part B is um, the Saint Saint John. Saint John. Yeah. Okay, so it goes up through the snowmen then. So that that'll be part one. And how many episodes is that? I have three more. That would be six. Is that including the Christmas special? That's the snowman, yes. Oh, the snowman's in the middle of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so wait, it starts... Okay, it does start with the Christmas special, so that would be seven episodes then. Well, then would it just be six, and then we start the snowman with the Bells of St. John episode? It's your choice. Because um, there's no need to talk about two... Balance. There's no need to talk about two different Christmas specials in one episode. Well, the fact that, that uh, we're splitting this off into two two podcasts uh it might be better to do, to include that just so we have if we have seven episodes here then we will have uh because the next one will still have uh, 10 episodes after that even if we don't include uh the snowman on the next one so so seven i, I say include the snowman because it's going to be better balanced that way so seven and, and the season seven will part a is seven episodes seven season seven part two yeah. is 10 episodes Ten episodes, yeah, because it includes the uh, day and time. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. All right, I was trying to figure out how I had so many episodes. All right, uh, so a week from today, we're going to talk about seven episodes instead of what we have been talking about, which is thirteen episodes, because we're talking about. Well, that'll probably be a short one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll probably be shorter than normal. So seven episodes and uh, and everything uh, on the next on next week. This is basically those seven episodes. I believe is where the vast majority of the budget of that season went. So uh, oh, okay. <laughs> that's the best, much better part of the season. Okay. Well, I guess. Uh, do you have anything else to add? I don't think so. There, there were some uh, tidbits of of news on Doctor Who that I saw that I I keep trying to block from my stupid Google app, <laughs> but it keeps popping up. Uh, what just spoilers? <laughs> just regular news. It, it, it wasn't really spoilers, but we can talk. You talking about, about rumors? Section. No, it's not rumors. No, okay. it is news. Okay, I've heard. Do you want to know? I mean, it's I've, I've probably know more than you. I probably know more than you. I have heard actual news. I've had uh, an actual rumors. I've heard rumors as well. Okay. Do you so. you want to talk about anything in spoiler section? Leave it, because it's not that big a deal. We could just leave it, because, I mean, we're heading that way anyway, so. Okay. Alright, so, if that's all you got to say, um, thank you guys for tuning in Smaller on the Outside. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about the first half of Season 7. That's seven episodes, so you can tune in next week, sometime on Saturday, maybe Sunday. Uh, we'll have that episode out for you. And, uh... Make sure to subscribe to us, like us, follow us, tweet us, comment us, follow us on Facebook, give us a high five, uh, and, and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, and then we will see you guys next week. Have fun, and peace out. Peace out.